Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to challenge you to write a book blurb. And then you go, wait a second, I haven't even finished my book yet. I'm only in chapter four. That's okay. Think about it as you go and start yourself a document. Title it my book summary, and you will thank me later. (laughs) Okay, so... Here's what I want you to do for me today. I want you to start with research. Now, you know that I have my four-step plan. I stick by this in so many ways in my life. It just makes my life just so much more simpler. Trust me. And the first one is research. And for those of you who haven't listened to any of the other podcasts or you don't know about the four-step plan, (laughs) um, I can catch you up because I'm going to talk about them today. And so you say, well, what do you research? What do you do? Like, do you go out there and, you know, read all of the blogs and look at what literary agents are saying, how to do this and that? And no, you go to Amazon. This is where you're going to be doing your research. Or if you buy your books off of Barnes and Noble, or if you buy your books um, from some other digital platform, go to those places today And I want you to pull up, I'm going to give you a model, but I want you to pull up your favorite book, one that you might have read over and over. And I think that this is a good tip because you, as the reader, you know that book inside and out. And then once you pull up the summary, you're going to say, oh, now, check mark, check mark, check mark. And there's usually a pattern to these things. The more that you research them, the more that you will start to see the patterns. But if you go to books that you've already read, it's going to make it easier for you to be able to see how they condensed everything. So what I have found, what works for me as a reader, is when I read a summary or book blurb and I see, you know, first of all, the character's situation. So what is it about this character that I'm going to, you know, like? Am I going to champion for this character? What is something that describes this character that it's really going to, like, pull at my heartstrings or make me question more? So you've really got to focus on your character. Now, this is hard for me because when I write, you know, not only am I pouring out my heart and love into my main character... But my other characters as well. And for the summary, it's like, well, you know, why can't I talk about Ray? You know, why can't I put in, you know, Belle and Maze and Eli and, you know, and I'm starting to list all of, you know, my characters. Well, her relationship with, you know, Belle, that's so important. Like, can we put that? And no, that's, that's not where it goes. 
You don't even have to list anybody else's names except your main character. Unless you have a part where you're fixing to introduce a setting and this person is important. And I'm going to talk about that. So, I've asked you to research. Go to your favorite books. Because you, as a reader, will then be able to pick it apart easier. If you've never read the book, it might be more difficult for you to say, Oh, okay, I got you. I see what they're doing. But they're going to be character-driven, okay? It's going to be from your main character. And it's going to talk about whatever's going on with them, the problem. So, that's my first tip for you is to research those. The second one, I'm going to give you a model. Now, I'm not saying that this is a perfect, 100% foolproof model. I'm not. I'm just saying that this model, to me, kind of gave me one of those aha moments that when I read it, I will say, oh, I can do this. Because here's what happens when we are tested in these ways and we have to figure out how to write and summarize or do a query or, you know, it's difficult. And people laugh and say, why? You know, if they're not in this author world, they're like, you wrote 330 pages. And then I want to look at them and say, exactly. That's why it's so hard because everything in that book you know, now I'm getting to the point where it's all hazy to me. Like, what is the, the most important piece that I could put in there that won't be a spoiler alert, that will do this, that will hook readers, that does You know, trust me, guys. I know how you feel. And so sometimes sitting in front of that, you know, blank page makes you feel like you're in the desert. But just remember, because of technology today, we are so not in a desert environment we need to put ourselves in front of models because when i read nixia now if you've not read nixia i can't do that on my um 70 books to read for this year because i read it last year and i read nixia unleashed and i can't um i don't want to reread those i'm moving on to more but i will encourage you to read nixia ya and it's science fiction and i do not read science fiction i mean trust me that's not an area that draws me in but i'm telling you right now i love that book so scott rankin he was published through penguin and so penguin random house i'm sure had a huge part in that book blurb i know that my publishing company did my book blurb and they followed again and and i look back at the one that is for sweet potato jones you know i wrote my own and then they wrote theirs and theirs is amazing and i'm like gosh i get it now and i think what happened to me is that i actually had to see like read nixia see nixia's on amazon because i was in my research mode and i wanted to see you know about this author and how he was, you know, how his books were presented online. Y'all, it's such a way that broke free for me. It was almost like a weight had been lifted when I saw it. And even for my nonfiction books, I'm able to write a book blurb now. And I'm not intimidated by it. And if people say, well, there's a difference between, you know, nonfiction and fiction with book blurbs. Of course there is. You know you that. You, like if you go to Happy Renewal Year 
you'll see on there that, you know, I'm actually saying these are the factors that we're going to be discussing. These are the well-being indicators. You know, we're looking at multiple indices of well-being. You know, I'm not just talking about spiritual well-being. We're going to talk about health. We're going to talk about, you know, mental, emotional well-being. And so those are things that I put down in the nonfiction piece. That way people, you know, would be able to see like at glimpse in the summary. But you're not going to put down chapter titles in a fiction book. Of course not. But you are going to look at this Nixia, N-Y-X-I-A, this Nixia model because it's main character and i'm telling you i love his side characters y'all he knows how to craft some characters and i think that's why i like the book so much is because the character development and how you really get a sense of who these people are so i like it too because it's diverse diverse characters he was a teacher and he's writing for students that we serve and like so when we have underrepresented populations in our classes and there's not enough books for them, you know, I loved it when he said, you know, if they're not on the shelves, let's, let's write them for them. And so that's exactly, you know, my goal too as a writer is that I want all of my books to celebrate the diversity of our youth and allow them to see their, you know, faces in print. And so when you read about Emmett, you see right away that Emmett has a situation and Emmett needs money, okay? And I'm not going to give the spoiler or the, the book away, but I'm telling you this is how it starts off. And then it starts going into the setting. So the first thing I've been talking to you about is you really need to focus on the character. Focus on the character. Focus on the problem. Make sure you talk about the setting. Now, for my people that are building worlds... You know, this is really important. And if you look at Nixia, he built Nixia. He built a planet. So, yes, he is introducing a new setting. And look how he does it, or how their publishing company did it, whoever was writing this part. I mean, it's succinct. It's clear. And you know that you're going to read something that is futuristic. You understand that it's space. You get it in such a quick, like, glance. So then, after you do the setting, then you say, well, what do I do now? Do I, do? where else do I go with this? So, my friend Ann, she said, I always leave them with a question. I have a question there. And if you look, you're going to find that very common in book blurbs. And that can hook the reader in. If you give them a question, then, oh, well, then this is something that I'm going to have to figure out what is to happen. And look at how, you know, Nixie is done. Look at that model. Look at how they end. And I just want to challenge you today to not wait. That as you're writing, you know, when you get through, especially like midway through, because you're never going to tell the ending away in your book blurb. You're never going to give all of that away. So you're going to be maybe in the middle of this book and you might say, okay, I have enough and I can go ahead and write one. Go ahead and write a draft of one, even if you've outlined it. For all of my, you know, super organizational writers out there who outline your books, if you kind of know where your book is going, why don't you go ahead and practice and just write the, the book blurb? 
while you're in the flow of writing and you might have had two cups of coffee and go ahead and write that book blurb and then at the end you can go back in after you've written and you've edited you've revised everything you've had a chance to look at it and so you're sitting pretty on it and you've already got the book blurb kind of mapped out then all you have to do is you know either show that to your beta readers at this point that are reading along with it you know did i capture what needed to be captured you know what do you think of this and or just ask yourself but you'll already have it done i just think that's really smart because i have heard about this whole desert feeling from many authors about book blurbs at the end or query letters at the end yeah, the query can be very difficult when you're sitting there and you're trying to figure out how to condense. So I think that, you know, doing it as you go could be a smart way. So yes, I said research and pray about it. And then contact people. So it was great to hear from Anne yesterday. We were talking and she gave us this tip about questioning. But contact other writing groups. There's so many writing groups out there on Facebook. Guys, you really need to be plugged into one of them because I'm seeing such valuable threads. And if you follow authors on Twitter, you'll get to you know learn about new authors and what's going on. But most importantly, just get on Amazon and start looking start checking it out you don't have to go to a library anymore and sit there for hours and look to see the book jackets and look to see the covers and the, you know see how that they're putting up their inside flaps or you know what are they saying about this book you have so much access now to these and you can look at the formula and you can say is this person kind of following that formula or if they're not, how did they break away from it? And did you like that style? And then create your own style. So let's talk about what I'm, what I'm saying about the formula. You know, character. And your main character. That should be really your focus. The problem, the setting, and questioning. So those are four right there that you can just kind of outline. And there you go. You've got your book blurb. Now, after you contact people, then you've just got to have the courage to sit down and understand that writing this book blurb, you've got it together. And unless you are publishing to print copies and you're putting that on the back of your cover and then you're going to, you know, ship that out, <laughs> you have opportunities to change it. And even if you are, you know, on KDP and you're at Indies, and you're publishing, you know you can go in there and after, you know, a while, once you get it, you get your print copy and you look at how it's worded, you may change your mind again and you might say, well, I want to update the book details. And you can go right back into Amazon and you can fix those. And so if you've got some copies swirling around with, you know, one blurb, one summary on there, and then you've got another, you know, edition with a different summary but it's the same thing but you just wanted to 
you know, flower it up, change it up a little bit after you've done some more research or you like a new style, that's fine. But I want to tell you, don't sweat it. And I know it's really important because that's what an author is going to um, showcase about their work. I get that. And that's how you're going to connect with a reader. So I understand, you know, the pressure that you may feel when you're having to write one of these. But if you're researching and you're praying in the Holy Spirit and you're saying, Lord, give me the words. And you're building your models and you're looking for patterns. Then maybe you'll have your aha moment the way that I did when I read the Nixia one. Because really, guys, I'm trying to make this as, you know, not to sound as simplistic as I can, because I know that it was a challenge for me prior to that. But I had my moment of aha when I was in the middle of looking for models. And so maybe that's a great tip for you. So go out there. If you haven't read Nixie, read it. But go out there and go to books that you love. And just see how publishing companies are framing these blurbs. And they're doing it, you know, to sell the book. They're doing it, you know, for the market. So they're not going to steer you wrong. If you look at books that are best-selling books, books that you know that have went through Penguin or, you know, top publishing companies, and you know that they've had people to you know, on staff that design these, you know, book covers and art and they contract and they have editors, you know, you can feel pretty confident about the models that you're looking at. And by doing so, it can maybe be that moment for you that will spark and, oh, this isn't as complicated as I thought. So with Sweet Potato Jones, you know, she's coming out in September. I love the summary. I've read it over and over and over again. And when I read it, I go, yes, that's what it's about. Yes. And it starts with, you know, what would typical 17-year-olds or typical teenagers to what sweet potato's problem is, what she worries about. And it talks about the setting. It talks about how the setting, when it changes, you know, by them entering the soul food restaurant and meeting Miss Sunshine Patterson, you know, things can change, but can she? Like, so I really love, love the way that the summary it's almost as if it's like a flirtatious wink to the reader come on don't you want to don't you want to read more don't you want to learn more about me and so that's how i want you to think about it it's like that teaser just a little bit and then put it out there in the world have that courage just go ahead you know run it through grammarly check everything make sure you're spot on 
somebody told me the other day no matter how you know much you run it through a, a program or you know you use grammarly you know you may come across a word here or there and how many times have we read in print and and we see we're reading and we see a book that is from a big time place big time authors and we see a clear not necessarily a misspelling but maybe a word left off or we might actually see you know a word wait that probably wasn't the one that they meant to put there and we pick it up and it just kind of jolts us a minute because we're reading in it's such such a smooth environment to read in and then we see that and it just kind of like a almost like a doorbell ringing when you're in the middle of Netflix so I will say to you that happens so don't like beat yourself up about that if that actually happens in your book because that can happen but when it comes to your blurb your blurb can be the entry point into a book so you really need to make sure it's as polished as it can be that's why i say run that thing through grammarly as many times as you can and change it up as many times okay it's an academic it's a it's a business letter it's this it's that it's you know you change in those default settings and then you pull it out of grammarly and you run it through your word processing check and you're just double checking it you're reading it and then you put it up there and just go with it and feel good about it and then maybe you'll never look at it again once it's there because if you're like me you may start to second guess everything so maybe just put it out there in the world it is what it is if somebody asks you what the summary of your book is try to remember what your book blurb is take a picture of your book blurb put it in your notes section of your phone so that way when people ask you out in public you're kind of staying true to what you've written on amazon what you've written on the back of the book and you're not going to like get so caught up in the moment that you're going to give spoiler alerts or you're going to drone on and on and on because here's the thing with me i love this little image that i saw last night you guys are going to laugh because you're like yep jennifer you do it and it's true when i start to tell a story i can go off into a thousand different directions and i love that flow chart and it shows it and it's like oh i got off task and oh if i sip on my coffee what was i talking about guys and i'm all over the place sometimes when i'm trying to tell a story or just talking to people in general and with you guys on the podcast and you put up with me and i love you guys for that but you don't want to do that if somebody asks you what's your book about you don't want to go um um and get caught up with it well now how do i explain my book to people be on the ready you can say oh i've got my book blurb you want to read it you want to see and just pull it out short and sweet because you may go into this 10 minute spiel and they just honestly wanted to know you know well what's the problem in your book that's it that, that might be all they cared about because the problem is going to be the thing that could possibly appeal to them so that's a tip too when you're out in public talking to people or talking to family members talking to friends you know direct them to that book blurb oh you want to see it oh i've got a summary oh 
you know what? I've got this. I worked on this book blurb, and they might not know that vocabulary or, or what you're talking about, but once you pull it up, you'll say, you know what? I want you to read it, and I want you to see what the book's about. Or you can pull you up your blurb, kind of glance over it really fast, and then just stay within those parameters, short and sweet. Because if there's one thing I know is that your book blurbs, you know, they cannot be a five-paragraph essay. And that's what we would probably tend to do if we are talking to somebody face-to-face. Because we feel like we need to persuade them to go buy the book. So we're going to talk about A through Z. No, you're missing the point here with the way that we're pitching our stuff. So let's pitch the way we write it and let's stay true to it. So that way, if they then pull it up on Amazon and they're looking and they go, oh, okay, so let's use Nixia as an example. So, okay, so it's about Emmett. He's going to this planet. He's got a mind, this element. So I know it's going to be something in space. And okay, well, him and his main characters have to, you know, challenge each other. They're on the scoreboard. So, oh, there's going to be like a competition in here. And if they're like an athletic person or they enjoy sports or competitive gaming, they might say, oh, that appeals to me because I like that competition aspect. Then they might automatically think of, oh, I'm wondering if this is like the Hunger Games. Because Hunger Games was such a popular series, that little trigger there might say, well, let me give this a try. And he doesn't even have to put in there, if you like the Hunger Games, you'll like this. Now, when Sweet Potato Jones went to Publishers Marketplace and it was announced, it was, you know, Sweet Home Alabama meets Sweetie Pies, which are, you know, which is a movie and a series on Oprah. And so, publishing companies or people that are, you know, marketing their books, they will often do that. And if you go to hear Scott Rankin speak, you know, he'll say, how many of you like this series how many of you like that series and they'll compare their books to another series just to hopefully pique an interest in the genre and i will tell you you don't put that in the book blurb or the summary but you can do that in your pitch you can do that when you're talking to somebody so for me if anybody's read the glass castle before you know if they've read that then they'll say okay, well, this book was about homelessness, or if they've read Dicey Songs, if they've read Dicey Song series, or, um, you know, there's not many YA books out there that deal with this topic that is going to be explored in Sweet Potato Jones. And multiple themes can come from this topic. So, multiple things can come from this book. But I can't sit there and list every single thing in the summary so you'll just have to read it and see and hopefully the summary will catch your eye and draw excitement because that's what it's meant to do so what i've told you to do today is to research look for models look for books that you've already read so that way especially books that you've read multiple times that way you'll be able to you know, pick it apart and say, okay, I got it now. Aha. Uh-huh. Or if you want to, go to an author 
like Stephen King or an author that you know that you follow or that you love or if you if you read Karen Kingsbury go to a book maybe that you haven't read of hers yet and look at what her blurb looks like because you know you like this author's work and see if the way that they have constructed the summary how does that appeal to you so it's all about appealing to the audience and then have fun with it all right good luck i challenge you to do so i challenge you to do it too even before your whole book is complete because then you won't feel like you're in the desert so much and you will have a working draft that you will be able to edit and move forward with so let me know if you've had any tips um, in the past that have helped you with writing book summaries and if you would like to contact me at jenlowrywrites at gmail.com, if you've got a question or you want to um, let us read yours online, you can send me an audio clip. Um, and if you do the audio clip, it's easier than the video clip because I'm having to record like straight off my computer with video clips. So the audio is not the best. I don't have one of those file converters yet. Um, those cost fancy money. So I'm waiting for sponsorships for all that kind of stuff. Um, but right now, if you want to record yourself reading your blurb or giving out tips to um, all the listeners, you can do that. And I can um, review it, and I might choose it to put it up on the podcast. So send me an email if you have any other questions or you want me to research something else or talk about something else. We're over our 200 episodes, and you'll say, gosh, you know, what is it to talk about in this author life? Guys, I believe that we could make one of these every day moving forward for the rest of our lives and it'd be fresh and new and something learning. You know, we're always learning something to contribute, author stories. So stick around too because today I've got such a blessing for you. I have Mackenzie Phillips that we're going to be interviewing today on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast. Y'all, it's phenomenal to be able to hear the testimonies of people especially youth and this is a 13 year old singer songwriter in christian music today and i just love her work and what she's doing for the lord so i can't wait for her to tell her story for all of us to hear so i'm really excited about that one so stick around i'm going to be pushing that out this evening um after the interview and after all the editing so um so stay with us today on Jen Lowry Writes. Put it in your calendar as a reminder to come back on tonight, you know, at least by 8 o'clock. So that way you can check to see. Because if you're not following, you might not get the updates. If you haven't started following me yet, go ahead and star me. Go ahead and um, leave a review and a rating because that helps us um, get seen out there in the world. And then we can bring more authors into the tribe, more writers in creative artists along with us on the journey and that will just make us a stronger force so guys love y'all have a great day so i challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world thanks for joining me on jen lowry writes You guys have a blessed day.